Radio Influence. Podcasting redefined. This is the Valor Hour, powered by the law offices of Ogle, Elrod, and Beryl on Radio Influence. Your weekly glimpse inside all things Valor Fights and a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, the president of Valor Fights, Tim Loy. Valor Hour, episode 98. We are on and popping. I'm Tim Loy, your host. Joined by my co-host, as always, every week, Justin Watson. And we have got a full house today. It is fight week here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Valor 54 goes down this Saturday night at the Knoxville Civic Coliseum. 15 big pro fights. And then a couple of amateur fights on top of that. And then the debacle that has been the YouTubers bout. Man, just just last week we were talking to these guys. Now uh, shit has fallen apart. We're going to talk about that and give uh, the official stance on the situation as well as break down the, uh, the, the fight card and make some picks on uh, this Valor 54 card. It's going down again this Saturday night. If you can't be there, you can watch it live. Uh, and uh, that's on pay-per-view at the uh, vfcmma.com website. Uh, it'll be a fully produced show, commentary, uh, on-screen graphics, the works, and uh, a lot of good action. We're going to dive right into it. We've got a uh, great picks panel tonight. Some uh, some uh, some old friends joining us, uh, as well as some of the the usual suspects. Of course, with Justin and I tonight, we've got uh, the third member of our uh, our general uh, picks panel, Greg Hopkins, uh, in the house with us. Greg, how's it going, man? Greg, you there? Oh God. Ring old Georgia sucks, man. I'm telling you, I ain't got no service. Well, that, speaking of, there's Mark Laws, Marky Four Fingers, uh, joining us. Also, Marky, how's it been, my man? You ready to get back into action this weekend? You have no idea. Starving over Christmas was so much fun. So, yeah, I'm ready to get to it. I hear you. I hear you. Was that Greg Hopkins I heard? No. I thought I heard a random expletive and thought it might be him. That's all right. I'm sure he'll surface. Uh, Justin, man, how's it going, brother? You've got uh, you ready to head out here, Justin? Of course, uh, one of our judges, so he can't get into too much of uh, the debate, if you will, whenever you, when it comes down to uh, our local stuff. But uh, still, uh, very knowledgeable on the scene. Justin, what's happening? Oh, not too much, man. Looking forward to the show. One of the best venues we've been to. I always love going to the Knoxville Coliseum, man. It's just got that big fight feel, you know. Uh, of course, my, my right-hand man, Jeff Hobbs, on the line with us also. Jeff, you about ready to make that ride? Yeah, I'm ready to go, man. Ready to rock and roll. Hell, I thought I was in timeout or something. I did. I got kicked off the show or something a few months ago. I, I'm glad to be back. Well, you're a man of many seasons, Jeff, and, 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 and those that don't know, Jeff is also a high school football coach, which consumes so much of his time and life, and I just know that sometimes after that week-to-week grind, this thing becomes a little bit more of a chore, so I was giving you your time off, and uh, you are welcome back any time, as always. I did better, I, I do, I did better on my football pick, or my, uh, my fight picks than I do my football season, though, so... All right, right. <laughs> of course, we've also got professional, uh, lightweight, uh, one of my favorite fighters out there, C4, Charlie Alexander, join us. Charlie, rumor is we may uh, be seeing you back uh, in action here uh, sooner rather than later. How's it been going, my man? Uh, it's going great, man. Uh, got a win in July and went back to the drawing board after that, cleaned up some things, and, man, we've been killing it at the gym. We had a couple of big fights this weekend. Uh, we got we got two guys coming up fighting uh also the same night as you guys. 
Uh, Abu Mahi, you guys know him, yeah. And uh, then we got Ronnie Lawrence getting a fight ready as well. So we're killing it right now. So I'm okay. I'm, Ronnie fights this weekend. Say that again. No, Ronnie's, Ronnie's on the card. I'm arguing. Yeah, he's fighting okay. in Kentucky like February second. Oh, yeah. Okay, he's a couple weeks out still. Yeah, so I've been I've been assisting in camps and I'm jumping in mine now. So. Very nice, go. very nice. So uh, you'll be uh, starting your fight camp here for March, uh, and it sounds like you will not be starting it uh, from scratch if you've been uh, in there getting these guys ready. Oh yeah, I'm ready. I'm already in shape, ready to go. Right on, man. Well, let's talk some. Let's talk some Valor fights here. Have we found Greg Hopkins yet? Is Greg Hopkins surface? Is he muted? Is he is he in a ditch somewhere in Georgia? All, all of which can be a possibility. Uh, possibly. It says that he's on the line. I see him. I see his number there. But uh, unfortunately, oh, I, we've dropped him. He wants to know if we're going to call him back. Uh, is that possible, Jason? Yes, sir. All right. We'll see if we can get Greg back on the line. Meanwhile, uh, just to kind of uh, go over how we will do our picks here, I will give a brief rundown of the uh, the bout uh, in question, and then I will send it around uh, to each of our picks panelists for their pick on uh, who they think is going to get the win. We will keep a running score, and we will see who is uh, the best uh, prognosticator when it comes to uh, to these picks and who sucks at it. Now, Greg, are you there? I'm here. Greg's back. We thought we lost you. I guess we did lose you for a minute. Uh, so, man, yeah, you were uh, – what's been going on? We haven't heard from you in a few weeks. You're back to uh, to give some picks. You're going to be uh, sitting in doing some commentary this weekend. Uh, how you doing, man? Doing really good. Other than the freezing weather down here, man, it's so cold. Yeah, I know. It oh, seems like I'm really good, yeah. All right, man. We're going to jump into these picks, of course. Uh, it all goes down, like I said, this Saturday night. The Knoxville Civic Coliseum. Uh, doors open at 5 o'clock. Fights start at 6. We've got a couple of amateur fights to kick things off. And I'll say, before we get into all this, we we're supposed to have a third amateur fight. And, in fact, this fight card was, was going to be an all-pro card. There were no amateurs uh, due to be on this card until uh, I was uh, I was, uh, I was talked into doing a, a YouTuber's fight. And we've been talking this thing up over the past few weeks. We had both members of the fight or both parts of the fight on the show last week. It was going to be Andy Worski versus Tonka Saw, two very polarizing YouTube personalities. Um, and that all came to a screeching halt this week. I, uh, I digress. We, we added uh, two more amateur fights with it which to, to make it kind of a proper pro-am. And um, th that fight, like I said, it fell apart this week. Uh, the official reasoning behind it, um, we were unable to get medicals in time uh, from one of the participants as well as that participant's name not matching uh, that the the name that, that we were given for their bout agreement. So, uh, you know, that's not the proper way uh, to go about things. I'm not taking any side as far as either 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 side's ideology. Uh, it was it was Saw that was unable to. Uh, was able to provide the, his proper documentation and paperwork in time. Uh, Andy Worski, by the hair of his chinny chin chin, did did get his things in, uh, but unfortunately, it wasn't to be. Uh, this is, uh, you know, a sanctioned fight, a sanctioned event. We have to go about things the right way, and that means using the proper names. Uh, and, and that's uh, that's just how it is, you know. If, uh, if 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 that's not the way that that you guys uh, can settle things, you gotta you know film in a parking lot. Something like that, but you can't do that on a sanctioned show and get away with it, unfortunately. 
uh, you know, or maybe fortunately, that just it seems that seems crazy, you know. So uh, again, not taking either side's ideologies. I I'm I'm far from in agreement with anyone in their in their uh, their rants and views on YouTube and whatnot. But from an impartial perspective here, uh, you know, as far as doing what you're supposed to do and and going about things the right way. Uh, it just it just wasn't me, and uh, I apologize to all the fans that were looking forward to this, but uh, it really is, uh, man, it, it's, it, I'm at a loss for words, honestly, I, and it's rare that I am, but I'm really almost speechless just because I, this is a first for me, you know, having the name that was submitted for a uh, bout agreement, not being the name that comes in on medicals, and then uh, I truly, I don't believe that any medicals are falsified, let me say that, I, I, I do truly believe that. <laughs> that the name on the medicals is the name of the person. But the person uh, was having a name change, he said, that uh, that would, uh, I guess, legally uh, bind or, you know, legally allow him to uh, use either name in a legal capacity. I asked for a proof of such and, and still was unable to, to get that. Uh, so, unfortunately, it is what it is. Uh, and it's a disappointment for sure. But at the same time, it has been just a huge headache, too, because, <laughs> like, these guys have a lot of, like, followers, uh, you know, listeners, subscribers, and they are blowing us up wanting to know what's happened. And that's what's happened. So that's, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. And uh, I'm not going to be addressing it any further. Any of you guys have anything to add on, on this crazy craziness here? Or is, are you guys as, as lost on this as me? Weak-ass bitch. <laughs> well, I've seen a lot of five cancel for a lot of reasons, man. But that's the that's the first, man. It I'm is changing my name. Sorry, it doesn't match my shit. It is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it really is. It's wild, and and I just don't get the the reasoning behind doing it in the first place. Honestly, uh, the reason I was given was was to protect his true identity because the uh, the other sides. Uh, fans and followers were harassing them, uh, you know, and, you know, that, that may be true, uh, you know, just from, from the outside looking in at, at the parties, it, you know, I could see this other side uh, being a, uh, a force, you know, to, to have to, to have to deal with, uh, you know, on social media and whatnot. So I can see that, but at the same time, we, we had agreed the entire time to promote him only as his personality name. At no point did we put any of his real name out there to the public beyond just the uh, the, the sanctioning. So uh, you know, really don't didn't just I just didn't understand the reasoning behind uh, you know giving me the wrong name because one has to imagine you know it doesn't just end there. There's going to, people are going to be checking your ID and things like that. You know. Oh. Uh, not, you know, this is a legit sanctioned event. Man, YouTubers, they, I'm not sure they can fight that well. I'm, I'm, I'm not too bummed about it, but it's a, it's a weird reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? I know, I can, I know that they were preparing for it allegedly. You know, Andy Worski had told me that he'd been training, you know, very hard for this, taking it serious. He lives up in Canada, has bought plane tickets, and I'll say he'll still be appearing at the show. He's still coming in. He's got, you know, he's bought, he had bought plane tickets and airfare to be here, so he will be uh, in the house uh, uh, Saturday night. And uh, with that, let's let's move on to the fights that are actually happening. Uh, we've got amateur action. We've got a featherweight bout to lead us off. It's a late replacement. Originally supposed to be Silas Reynolds out of Shield Systems. 
2-0 in his young career, made his debut last year, knocked off uh, a couple quick wins, uh, was due to step up in competition against Rodrigo Gonzalez. Gonzalez uh, has hurt rib uh, and unable to make it into this fight. It is going to be Jordan Dodd out of Chattanooga area, stepping in on short notice. Uh, man, that you know Greg Hopkins. Greg uh, fought Jordan in his one in his one uh, fight that he's got. He's 0-1, lost to Greg. That said, Greg's a tough debut opponent, so uh, you know not a, nothing to hang his head over. Uh, but he is stepping in on short notice here, and Reynolds has looked really good, uh, albeit versus softer competition. Uh, let's uh, go to uh, Mark Wallace first. Ooh, Wallace really good every time. It's um, it's hard to pick against him, so. No question in my mind. I, I got to go with Silas. You know, I, I'd love to see that uh, Gonzalez fight, too. Yeah, that's a fight that I was really looking forward to. Uh, you know, maybe we can make that happen down the road because I think that was really going to be uh, a solid a solid fight for sure. Uh, let's send it on over. Uh, by the way, I'm going to – Justin will not be making picks. Uh, in this uh, in this uh, this round here because he will be judging this weekend and that just wouldn't be right. Uh, Jeff Hobbs. Uh, man, you guys know my stance already. I know you haven't forgotten. Um, you know, if, if if this were you know this is an amateur bout and you've got an independent, uh, so I, I always just have to question the you know is this a hobby or is it something that you take serious if you haven't. Uh, made the effort to go out and find a gym, uh, a team to affiliate yourself with, and you know on the flip side of that, he's going up against a guy from a really a really good gym uh, with really good training partners. So I've got to go with uh, Silas. Uh, yeah, I will say uh, that uh, word around the campfire is that God has uh, been going into AKB for some sparring here. I don't know if that'll be too little too late, uh, but it can't hurt. Uh, let's uh, go on to Charlie. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Silas just because he trains out of uh, Shield Systems. Uh, I'll find a couple of people from there pretty good. And uh, other dudes independent, so I'll go with Silas. All right. Three nothing so far for Silas Reynolds. Let's round it out with the one who knows about these guys better than probably anyone because he fought one of them, Greg Hopkins. I'm going to have to, uh, uh, you know, I, I recall somebody saying earlier about how somebody may not be taking their training very serious. Uh, as far as the uh, the weight class goes, it looks like Jordan Dodd's going down in weight class to 145. Uh, don't know if that's really going to help him feel it, uh, because Jordan Dodd's ground game, unless it's, unless it's progressed tremendously since me and him have squared off, uh, I don't see him getting out the first round in the spot. <laughs> So your pick, Silas. Yeah, Silas in first round is what I'm taking there. All right, it's a clean sweep there for uh, Silas Reynolds over Jordan Dodd. That brings us to our second amateur fight. Now this one is pretty good. I'm uh, I'm real pumped for this one. You get there early, folks, because this is going to be a really good fight. It's lightweight. We've got one and one Andrew Sturdivant out of Blaylock's IMB. 
uh, taking on Dylan D'Angelo, three and two out of Kings MMA. Uh, Dylan D'Angelo has been out a minute. You know, he he was uh, in the title hunt there, fought uh, David Mang, fought some really good guys, uh, and was in the was in the title uh, mix for a while. I believe he had a baby and maybe got married. I don't know for sure about that, but I'm pretty positive he had a baby. And, uh, you know, did adult things. And now he is back uh, taking on one of those young guns, Andrew Sturdivant. He's a, he looks like a, like a smaller Sage Northcutt. You know, very exciting fighter, very aggressive, good striker. Uh, this is going to be a really good fight. Uh, I'm going to let, uh, let's let uh, Jeff start this one off. Yeah, I'm going with uh, Sturdivant. I, I like the guys out of uh, Blaylocks. Uh, they're always tough. Uh, you know, they train hard. So, I'm going to start a van on this one. All right. Jeff Hobbs goes with Andrew Sturdivant. Uh, let's uh, go to Greg. Yeah, I feel like uh, Sturdivant's going to win this one as well. And plus, that's kind of in my hometown where Blaylock is at right now. So uh, <clears throat> maybe a little biased on that one, but I'm going to go with Andrew as well. All right. 2 nothing for the upstart, Andrew Sturdivant. Uh, Charlie Alexander. Uh, I'm going to go with the underdog, Dylan D'Angelo. That's All right. Yeah, Dylan, yeah, Dylan, Dylan. Angelo, he's a tough one, yeah. man. They're both very, very yeah. good. Two to one there, Mark, Mark Law. Man, I mean, it's tempting to go with Charlie there with uh, with, uh, with going against uh, Sturdivant. But, man, uh, D'Angelo, I remember when he looked so good that you, you thought that that guy was going to be the next thing. Sturdivant's definitely on his way up. You know, he's tough and quick and that's uh, a tough one to call, but I, I think I'm going to go uh, Dylan D'Angelo as well. All right. So shout two out to Lockie the best bad man. Yeah, man, two to two. That's that's solid, and uh, that, that that's what we like. That means the panel split. Not asking you to make a pick on this one, Justin, but you're, you should be pretty familiar with both these guys. You know, D'Angelo came up fighting about the same time when you were competing. You've judged uh, Andrew Sturdivant before. Are you excited for this one? I am, man. Dylan's a stud. I, you know, I've been looking forward to seeing him get back into action for a little while. He's kind of been – um, you know, uh, just not as active lately, but, um, you know, two young guys that are, like you said, just studs that, you know, their skill level is, is you know, right up there with all these pros that are going to be on the cards. So it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that leads us into our pro portion of the card. Uh, we start off uh, with Bantamweights. We've got uh, guys that are kind of coming in from different directions here. Uh, Brandon Bulldog Grimmett. It's been a long time since we've seen Brandon Grimmett. He used to be a staple on the scene. Uh, still looking for that first pro win, though. You know, he's got, I want to say he's got 11 or 12 pro fights. Still haven't gotten that pro win. But he's scrappy, man. He brings it. You know, he, he comes to fight. He's a 125 naturally, coming up to 135 in this fight. And that, we'll see if that's a factor. He's taking on James Adcock, one and two. Uh, no, I think James may be one and three. Uh, for, no, 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 no. James is two and three, I think. Man, I'm all over the place here. I, uh, I've got, I've got it here for real. Uh, yeah, he's two and three. He's two and three. Okay, yeah, two and three. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, Adcock is generally a 45, though, and I want to say he has made 35 in the past, but it, it, it take, it sucks it out of him, you know. So, uh, Grimmett, you expect to probably be the fresher, a little more. Uh, spry fighter adcock out of kmaa is going to be trained up uh you know he's going to be tough uh tough to beat here i think still uh let's go on to uh let's start off uh, this time with greg hopkins i'm gonna go with the hometown guy from knoxville james attic all right greg hopkins goes with uh, james adcock the hometown boy charlie 
I'm going to go with Edcock, too. Uh, I grappled with him about a year or two ago. Uh, pretty tough kid, so I'm just going to go ahead and go with him. All right, two to nothing there. Mark Walls. Yeah, I thought the grapple was going to be the difference in that, too. You know, I saw Grimmett uh, get suplexed by uh, by your boy from Georgia, uh, everybody's favorite. Paul Farrell. Paul Farrell. So, uh, I think the rest is going to be the difference. I love Brandon Grimmett, but J.J. Octosis. All right, three to nothing. Jeff Hobbs. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with everybody else, man. I'm going to add cost. There's the clean sweep for James Adcock. Uh, here's another uh, couple guys, Justin, where, uh, you know, they're back from your era when you were competing. Uh, uh, thoughts on this one? I haven't seen either one of these guys fight in a long time. Uh, like you said, I think my debut, uh, Brandon Grimmett, was on that card five, six years ago. So um, I've, I've grappled with, with Adcock at KMA some. And uh, so, yeah, it should be fun to see these guys again. All right, that brings us on to our next bout, and uh, that is going to be Catchweight Affair, and this one is at 175 pounds. Two guys that we saw at the last event um, at the Cotton Eye Joe, Billy Two-Tone Combs, 0-1 as a pro, uh, very experienced as an amateur, though, uh, coming off a loss to uh, to our buddy David Robbins, and he is taking on Chris Wolf from KMAA, who is 1-1. One one. He was out for a long time. He was out for like five years, maybe maybe longer than that. And, uh, and then he came back finally uh, in November, and uh, his, his Started, uh, you know, running things at the KMAA Pigeon Forge branch. He's one and one as a pro uh, after defeating uh, Roy Sanders at the last show. So uh, this is uh, a heavier weight, I think, than Chris Wolf would generally like to fight at. He's probably going to be ideally at 145, 155, uh, but uh, he'll be at 175 here against Billy Combs. Let's start with Charlie. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, doesn't Billy Collins work on Valor? Uh, yeah, Billy helps us on the cage crew. Yeah, I've, uh, hung out with that dude a couple of times. He's pretty cool. I'll go with him. All go right, on. Charlie Alexander gets us going with a pick for the Billy Two-Tone Combs. Mark Walls. Well, um, as it, it being my responsibility for Mr. Combs every day, uh, I'm, I'm also going to take Billy Combs in this. I think he sleeps in. And Combs has showed some heavy hands in the past, you know. Wolf's got really good wrestling, uh, but if, if it stays standing, then, yeah, I can agree that this could be anybody's fight. Uh, Jeff Hobbs. Yeah, um, correct me if I'm wrong. I think the last show that I worked, um, Combs came in as a last-minute guy, didn't he? And really surprised somebody, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, not the last, yeah, last time you fought. Last time out, he lost to David. But, uh, yeah, 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 the last time I worked, so I, yeah. I remember him coming in as a last-minute you know, I mean, I damn near think the kid worked and helped put up the cage and still fought that night and ended up pulling out a, a really good win. So I like the kid a lot, but I'm going to have to go the other way on this one. All right. That we was got one, uh, one vote there for Jane, or for Chris Wolf, rather, from Jeff Hobbs. It makes it one to two. And let's uh, round it out with uh, Greg Hopkins. I, I personally like Billy Combs, man. Dude will step up anytime, anywhere, and fight anybody. And I've seen it happen on more than three occasions. And I'm talking last night. And he didn't care who the opponent was. But I think that Billy Combs has stepped into the professional runs a little early. And uh, not taking nothing away from Billy Combs because uh, lost to David Robinson is nothing to hang your head about whatsoever. And Billy Combs is a tough individual, but Chris Wolf is who I'm taking here. 
That ties it up two to two. Billy Combs, Chris Wolf. I, I digress a little bit about what you said, and I wanted to see if anybody else has any opinion on this. Uh, maybe Jeff or Charlie, especially. But uh, do you think Billy Combs went pro to, quote too early? Uh, for you know, for a guy that was he was eight and thirteen as an amateur. That's twenty one amateur fights. Uh, a ceiling that may have been reached already. Uh, a possibility, uh, the, the ability to float in weight classes between anywhere from one seventy to one eighty five, and maybe even a little lower. Uh, and, and the ability to stay busy and get paid now. Uh, do you think he went pro, uh, quote, too early, Jeff? Um, I, man, it's one of those things. I mean, like, you, you do these interviews and you talk about fighters and you hope they don't take it personal and things like that. Um, he's put in his time as an amateur. I, I still, when I, I don't know him personally, guys, but I, I see him at shows. You know, I don't know how much he has taken the sport serious as far as, like, really, really buying in. And, you know, I still, I mean, out, outside hot boxing, smoking a cigarette, you know, and, and coming in and fighting. Uh, he deserves to get paid because he's kind of like a, a journeyman, you know, as an amateur scene. So why not go in and get your money? What else is he going to do as an amateur? Um, so I, I'm all for it. Go ahead and, and, and get paid. I think his shelf life would have been a lot longer as an amateur. He could have kept riding uh, riding that out, but if he takes too many L's early as as a pro, it's going to be hard to book him or, or get him uh, approved by any kind of commission. So, I don't know. That's uh, kind of just the way I view it as a whole. Yeah, I, I, I really agree. Like, that's to me, that is a spot on take, honestly, uh, with both the pros and cons of things. Charlie, your thoughts? Um, I, I agree with Jeff. Uh, he had 20 something amateur fights, so. Might as well go ahead and go pro, see how he does. If he takes a couple of losses early, then, you know, nothing says he has to fight every week. So if he starts losing, he can take some time to train and get better and improve and uh, then try, try again after that. So I don't think it's too bad of a call if he's already had 20 fights. I can agree. I can agree. All right, moving on to our next one. The aforementioned, this one is another catch weight, 175 pounds. This is another late replacement. Uh, this this card has been in flux. After we get past this fight, everything has been pretty settled. But uh, we've got Roy, Real Steel Sanders. We were just talking about him uh, coming off a loss to Chris, the aforementioned Chris Wolf. Uh, Roy does have a win. He got a win uh, in March of last year. We're coming up on the anniversary of that, I think. Uh, Roy is one in. Twelve, I believe, uh, but again, this fight at 175 pounds, taking on Chase Winder, uh, who is making his pro debut, five and seven as an amateur, uh, is out of KMAA, has fought as low as 135, generally probably at home at 145. So giving up a good amount of size here to the late replacement, Roy Sanders. Uh, still, Chase Winder, he's a, he's an exciting fighter. He's an active fighter. He comes forward, uh, looks for the finish. And uh, I think this one will be a pretty good scrap, actually. Uh, let's start off with uh, let's start with Jeff. Uh, yeah, guys, um, I'm going to go Winder on this one. I like the kid. Uh, very, uh, you know, you look at him, unassuming type fight, you know, fight look about him. But uh, I saw him come down to Nashville out in Lebanon and uh, fight on a show, and you know, pretty impressed with him. Um, like Roy a lot, you know. Uh, I mean, uh, didn't he? Well, it wasn't that his retirement fight when he won a year ago. So we still keep, uh, we keep talking about Roy Sanders, at, you know, a year after his third retirement. Um, but uh, I'm going to have to go Winder on this one, guys. Jeff Hobbs takes Chase Winder. Mark Laws. 
Well, you know me, man. My heart says Roy Sanders every fucking time, man. <laughs> but uh, I think Chase Winery is going to be lacking in the size he's going to Alma. So, Roy, if Roy can get him on the outside and, and put the hands on him, who knows? But I, I think Winder probably gets him down and probably exhausted and then, then just either get ground the pounds or maybe subs him. All right, let's go to Greg. Let's let's go to Greg Hopkins in the meantime. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Chase Winder as well. A little double leg takedown of the ground could be end of it. Could be. So there's three votes there for uh, Chase Winder. There, we'll see if uh, Charlie surfaces. But in the meantime, I want to go on to uh, our next bout. Is uh, yet another catchweight bout, 165 pounds on this one. And uh, it's going to be the pro debut for Deshaun Middleton. Uh, he is coming out of National Karate MMA in Somerville, South Carolina. Very athletic, tie style. Uh, quite a few kickboxing fights as an amateur as well as some MMA. Uh, he's taking on David Robbins out of American Killer Bees in Cleveland, Tennessee. 1-0. Got his pro debut over, Bricks, uh, over Billy Combs back in November. Looking to go to 2-0 here against the debuting Deshaun Middleton. And, uh, of course, uh, we're all familiar with Robbins here. Uh, solid uh, everywhere, you know. Uh, we'll start it off with uh, Jeff Hobbs. Yeah, man, uh, interesting. Oh, what was that? Oops. I don't know. All right, sorry, guys. I, I don't know. I heard a loud noise. It scared me. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Robbins is always a fun one. You know, he's, you know, if this was the Mafia, he's one of our guys, uh, <laughs> a, a friend of ours. He's a friend of ours, a friend of mine, I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, always impressed with Robbins and, and his stand-up. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm really more interested in hearing Charlie's pick on this one. Uh, we got quite a few guys on this card uh, that Charlie might have his eye on. I'm not, you know, trying to give away any of his. His secrets here, but uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Robbins on this one. I think he's just too skilled uh, a fighter for this uh, this other cat. So I'm going David Robbins. All right, Jeff Hobbs leads us off with David Robbins. Greg Hopkins. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Was is the Sean Milton the guy that David was supposed to have a Muay Thai fight with not too long ago? Plus, yeah, really yeah, yeah. They were. Um, uh, Deshaun took a fight. Uh, another fight uh, a couple weeks before it and ended up uh, taking a suspension so he wasn't able to, to see that one through. Okay, I got you. Okay, so then this is going to be a, this is an MMA fight. This is an Amoy type fight, right? Correct, correct. Got three five-minute rounds. I'm going to go with uh, – I've trained with David before, and David is. David, David does a lot, a whole lot of mitt work, so he's got some really good accuracy on his punches. And he's pretty explosive from the bottom – from your guard, and uh, I don't think uh, Middleton's ready for the ground game of uh, of uh, Ruthless Robin, so I'm going to take David on that one. Two to nothing. Going to Mark Walls. Oh, man. I don't know anything about Middleton, but I know all the stuff in the world about David Robin. you got to go with him. Uh, we'll, we'll keep on rolling here. Uh, we've got a uh, female, man, the, the first of our five female pro fights here. I, I'm pretty pumped about that. We've got uh, Adam Waits, 105 pounds. Uh, we've got the Batgirl, Tabitha Watkins. Uh, we just talked to her uh, last week. Uh, great interview there. She is 2-0 and already as a pro, taking on the pro debut, uh, Carmen Zamora out of KMAA. A solid wrestler, good ground game, uh, making that pro leap uh, into uh, into waters against a, a, a person that's already 2-0. and So uh, very uh, ambitious there. Let's start off with Mark Wall. Uh, 
Ooh. Uh, how did Watkins win the first two? Um, I want to say that one was a decision, or I want to say the other one was a TKO. I got to go with Zamora. They spray taps her out, uh, proving next high second round. <laughs> All right, there is uh, one uh, to start for Carmen Zamora. Let's go to Greg Hopkins. Uh, this is the unknown uh, <laughs> for me. So I have to, I'll just go with I want to go with a hometown girl. I mean, I mean, you got a girl coming from Michigan, right? Like, I mean, she's not coming here to lose. She's going to be ready to go, right? So, it, I, like I said, I'm, on, um, I'm, I'm who just picked uh, who just picked uh, Carmen? Mark. Yeah. So you definitely want to go the opposite of Mark. Absolutely, <laughs> every time. He's going to say Mark. That's all I'm saying. So we're going to go with the Batgirl. Batgirl. Uh, to correct myself, uh, Tabitha Watkins won her first by unanimous decision, won her second by se- uh, third round armbar. Uh, but that's one apiece. The tiebreaker, Jeff Hobbs. Man, this, I, I'm excited about this fight because, you know, I'm very familiar with that team up in Michigan. Um, you know, KMAA, we all know, has a lot of females. A lot of females that they keep busy, a lot of females you know, that have other females as training partners. He's got a really good uh, women's MMA thing going on. But Scorpion up in Michigan has the same thing going on. Um, huge uh, women's uh, team up there. Uh, I'm sure most of you guys know uh, Amanda Bobby Cooper. That's where she's from. That's where she trains out of. Uh, girl, young girl, last name Zapata. I've seen her fight over uh, in Japan. Huge wrestling. James David Gray, who helps run that team, uh, fought for XFC. He's got a great jiu-jitsu program. So I'm going with the out-of-town girl on this one, guys. I'm going with Watkins. All right. That is the tiebreaker from Jeff Hobbs. 2-1 to one for Tabitha Watkins to come in here and beat the hometown girl in Carmen Zamora and improve to 3-0. And you got to figure, you know, this uh, these a lot of these female fights here uh, have have got a real good shot to propel someone to at least Invicta. I would I would imagine at thir- you know if Tabitha Watkins is able to go in there and go to three and zero at 105 pounds, you know that could be the difference in her getting a shot. So that moves. Oh, absolutely. That moves us on to uh, Bantamweight bout, our, our final uh, last minute. Well, this wasn't so last minute. It, this guy had a few weeks. Uh, Bantamweight is going to be uh, Dre Miley out of KMAA. We saw him back in November uh, with a submission in the first round over Ned Spears. And that fight moved him to 3-2 and two as a pro. He's going to be taking on Marquise Johnson out of Ohio. who uh, steps in on about three or four weeks' notice. Originally supposed to be... Um, uh, Anthony Yost out of Florida who was going to come up with uh, Chris Ocon to fight uh, and he had some family issues that uh, made it where he wasn't going to be able to make this one uh, and so Marquis steps up on short notice. He is 0-3 looking for that first win. He is, he's been down here before. He came and fought at David Lewis as an amateur. Uh, he, he's tall for the weight and very, very lean and uh, you know athletic. So we've got two very athletic guys going out of here, Dre Miley and Mark Johnson. Let's start off with Greg Hopkins. So we got Marcus Johnson and uh, Dre Miley. Is that who we're talking about right now? That's right. All right. Uh, coming from Ohio. Uh, 
anything about. I'm going to go with Trey Miley. Trey Miley for Greg Hopkins. Uh, let's go to Mark Walsh. Um, no question, man. Dre is born again hard, man. He's always been a tough fighter, but now that he's so in shape, man, he looks he looks impeccable in there. And um, man, more power to him. I love me, Dre. Do nothing now, and uh, we finish it off with uh, Jeff Hobbs. Yeah, uh, I like that little kid, man. A little method man looking. Uh, I like that kid, man. He cracks me up. Um, I loved him in the Nate Lindsay fight in Nashville. Um, you know, I think he was doing really good in that fight before he just kind of got caught. Uh, he's always been a favorite of mine to watch, so I'm, I'm definitely going Dre Miley. Clean sweep for KMAA's Dre Miley as uh, he looks to improve to 4-2 and two as a professional in this Bantamweight fight. That brings us on to a lightweight bout. A couple guys we're all familiar with here. Two real, real good guys. Two real nice guys. This is one I wish we had Charlie on because this would he would be relevant here. Uh, Keith Olsen uh, coming off uh, his his first loss as a pro in his last bout against Charlie Alexander uh, in a decision loss. He is one and one as a professional after a fairly decorated amateur career. The uh, the lead instructor at uh, Tri Cities uh, Martial Arts, I believe it is, or Tri Cities Jiu Jitsu. Um, formerly Olsen's Martial Arts, and he's taking on uh, Tim Boyle uh, out of Blaylock's IMB. Tim is 1-4 as a pro, but he's, he's taking on tough competition. You know, Tim, Tim's not been in there with any slouches, and he's very experienced. Another guy that with a lot of amateur fights on his record. He, he's been around and, and just a very – two very technical fighters, I think, going out of here. Let's start with Jeff Hobbs. Uh, I mean, just flat out, I'm, I'm going with Olsen. Uh, another kid, like you said, this is one of those uh, – Good guy fights uh, where you really don't want to cheer against either one of them. But uh, uh, Greg Olson is just skilled, man. He, he's a very skilled fighter, and he's uh, his back's against the wall. Nobody wants to get behind in their record as a as a pro fighter. Uh, so he's got uh, he's got a lot on the line here. So uh, he does not want to go to one and two, and I don't think he's going to go to one and two. So I'm going Olson. All right, great. Uh, Jeff Hobbs goes with Keith Olson. Let's go uh, to Mark Balls. Two, two of the nicest guys I've ever met in this entire sport, man. I love Tim Bull and I love Coach uh, Olsen, man. Uh, the jiu-jitsu makes a difference. I think Tim Boyle. Tim, y'all remember when Tim Boyle fought Demir for Atlantovich for a kickboxing belt? I, I remember that. Yeah. That's a tough, tough fight, but he ain't scared of no damn body. Man, anything can happen, I'll go and keep Olsen. All right, two to nothing. Let's go to uh, Greg Hopkins. Yeah, and uh, they're fighting out of Blake, out of my hometown. Uh, my heart's with Tim Boyle, uh, but I've got to go with Keith uh, Olsen on the card. All right, Greg Hopkins goes with uh, with Keith Olsen as well. That's a clean sweep. And that brings us to our next uh, female bout here. This is flyweight. Uh, two, two ladies looking to get their records turned around here, but they're both very good. You know, they're both uh, ladies that we're very familiar with and uh, good, fun, action fighters, you know, but they've taken very tough fights as pros after decorated amateur uh, careers. We've got Ashley straight up samples. Coming out of Athens, Georgia, uh, her husband, Ace Samples, uh, a staple on the scene as well. Ashley, very exciting fighter, you know, very good striker, athletic, aggressive. And when she lets it go, she can be very dangerous. Taking on Taylor Turner out of KMAA. Uh, Taylor is 1-5, I believe. 
And, uh, you know, she's been on the road fighting uh, the top competition in, you know, in Wisconsin and St. Louis and, you know, have call, will travel, you know. So she's gone out there and put it on the line against some very tough competition, very skilled. Uh, You know, the grappling edge probably goes to Taylor in my my imagination. Ashley, probably the more polished striker. So uh, it's kind of a battle of styles here. Let's start off with uh, Mark Law. Yeah, I'm echoing exactly what you think, Tim. It's, uh, I think Ashley striking is, is far superior, and if Taylor can grab her, it, it, it could be a submission. But other than that, I mean, now anything could happen. I, am I going to get in trouble if I pick against the ball fighting? I mean, yeah, is, right. Is that a new, so, I don't know. I, I, I just have a feeling in my gut I'm going Ashley Samples. Mark Laws goes Ashley Samples. Let's go to Greg Hawkins. I'm just going to say Mark again. And uh, go with the girl that's got more experience. She's got six losses on her record already, but she's she's been fighting around the spot. So let's just take a go with more experience and dissipate uh, dissipate Mark here. <laughs> Greg Hopkins evens it up one to one. Uh, Jeff Hobbs, you're the tiebreaker. <clears throat> who went with who? Mark went with Ashley. Mark went with Ashley. I hate Greg went with uh, Greg went with uh, Taylor. No, no, I, I don't mean I don't mean that. I just wanted to. I, I didn't mean nothing by that. This, this time I didn't. Um, man, I love, Ashley. I mean, I like Ashley samples. Uh, I think she's either hot or cold. It's one or the other. Yeah. Uh, she's either she's either like I said. I look back to the Shannon Goffrey fight. She's really hot. Uh, and then she comes back, and you're like, okay, that's not the same actual samples I saw in the previous fight. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's hard to get a take on on which which actually samples you're going to get. Um, kind of leaning towards Greg though. Uh, there may be six losses on there, but you know, they, what the hell will they say? Uh, you know, I don't lose, I learn. Well, she's learned a lot. Uh, uh, but I think at some point, all those losses. It is a learning experience, and she's learning from those losses. And we know she's getting good training, uh, you know, there at the gym with Eric and, and Joey. I think this one might be the one where uh, the losses uh, have, will help her with the, you know, the experience. Uh, so I'm going with Turner. One to two, uh, it is, or I'm sorry, two to one, I guess we should say. Uh, Taylor Turner here. I'm excited for this one. I really think it's going to be a good action fight. I think both these ladies. Uh, really are going to bring it, and I think uh, they're both excited and pumped for this. Uh, that gets us to our own, our lone professional Muay Thai fight of the night, and this one it should be violent uh, for sure. Uh, we've got Nick Overblood Martino coming out of North Carolina. He's coming off of a win over Jordan Weeks, fighting out in <laughs> the, the dangerous uh, freezing conditions, uh, he, but uh, he's braved through it and uh, and comes out with a win. So he's on a bit of a he might have won two in a row. In MMA, though, this will be his. This will be both guys' pro debut for MMA. He's taking on a guy we're familiar with, the Bosnian barn cat, Demir Bogovic, uh, also making his pro debut. This will be at 175 pounds, so a little bit heavier than what we are used to seeing Demir at. Martino has been lingering around that 170 much more than uh, than Demir uh, as of late. So a little bit of a step up there in weight for Demir. However, these guys have met as amateurs in MMA. So over, uh, over Blood Martino, he has made 155 in the past. He's bulked up a lot since then. This is going to be a this is going to be one that Mark might be busy. So let's start with Mark. <laughs> Nothing makes me sadder than the after like that worth this step right here. Um, this could go either way, man. I, I put more stitches in Nick Martino's head than most doctors ever will in a lifetime, man. 
The mirror, however, I have seen him knocked out. Um, we've seen him. Um, who knows if his chin is in the same place as it was? That's that's the big question. If Martino was with with Demir coming up in the way, if Martino can utilize that size and and get some shot, good solid shots landed, Martino could do it. But gosh, man, I, I'm scared to death of this five. Man, I'm gonna be working my ass off. But I'm gonna go Demir on Baber, but pulling for Martino the same. <laughs> All right, so uh, Mark Laws uh, rides the fence in a way and goes with Demir for Hopigovich for his official pick. Uh, let's go to uh, Jeff Hobbs. Um, I'm going Demir as well. Uh, or Dahmer, as we say yes. in the South. Dahmer. Uh, yeah, I like Dahmer in this one. It's been a while since he's been in any action, hasn't it? Am I wrong? Yeah, it's been right. since um, I guess his last time out was Bellator, wasn't it? Bellator so that would have been the summer of last year. Yeah, that dude's hungry, man. He's been sitting in the gym training with no reward. Um, I, I I think he's going to come out like a brutal beast. I'm going Dahmer. <laughs> Two to nothing, Demir for for Abigovich. Uh Greg Hopkins. Uh, Nick Martino, tough. Tough, tough. Uh, Demir, mean, mean, mean. How long? <laughs> mean, mean, Bosnian. How mean? How long are these Muay Thai rounds going to be? Three, three. So he's got nine minutes of just pure elbows oh. and knees. <laughs> elbows. No pads. I don't know how take and does does the Bosnian bear smart slow down here? Does he slow down? Uh, I got to go with Demir, too. That's, that's, Clean, a lot of, that's a lot of... Yeah. All right. Three to nothing for Demir, but I think this is an action fight. I think it's one that, that honestly uh, has a lot of potential to be a lot of fun. Uh, moving on to our next female bout. This one should be really good, too. We've got uh, a catch weight of 130 pounds. And it's going to be uh, it's going to be Haley Turner, the hailstorm Haley Turner, and she's actually coming off of a win over the aforementioned Taylor Turner at home. Taylor Turner steps up and takes that fight on about a week's notice, uh, and uh, Haley Haley Turner gets the win and moves to two and one. She's out of the same Michigan camp as the uh, the Batgirl Tabitha Watkins, and she's taking on another girl we're very familiar with, uh, Christina Ricker. Uh, and Ricker is zero and one as a pro. She she went to Canada for her uh, debut, fought a very tough uh, pro debut. So she'll be hungry to get that first pro win after a pretty uh, decorated amateur career. Very tough. Both these ladies very tough, and this is going to be another war, I think. Uh, let's start off with uh, Jeff Hobbs. Uh. Damn, I like the name Hailstorm. Yeah, that's a good. I like that one. Um, man, uh, I don't know. I'm torn on this one. Um, uh, I'm going Hailstorm. I'm going to stick with Scorpion. I think I, somebody said it earlier. These guys, these girls aren't traveling all the way from Michigan um, with the thought of coming into somebody else's hometown and, and being a a squash fighter, a rollover. They're making this trip uh, to go back to Michigan with W's, and I think I think she'll get it. I'm going Hailstorm. Jeff Hobbs goes with Haley Turner. Let's go to uh, Greg Hopkins. I haven't seen Haley Turner's fight yet. Uh, do you have 
the uh, the the loss that she has on her record? What what was that via? I believe uh, her loss was down in Florida, and uh, let's see here, real quick. I now don't. I this is just me uh, grabbing into my memory, but I feel like she may have fought Jessica Borga. Uh, who is in our who is in our main event uh, coming up? And I, I'm looking it up right now. I'm probably wrong, but uh, we are going to see here <laughs> right now. I'm uh, I, I'm thinking though that that might be her loss with Jessica Borga, who we're going to talk about in our our main event here uh, shortly. Okay. Well, in that case, there uh, I've watched Christina Ricker fight since she was an amateur, and. Uh, I enjoy watching Christina fight, but I don't think she gets it done this time right here. Against So Haley Turner is the pick also for Greg Hopkins. Uh, let's go to Mark Laws. Uh, just because I'm not a sellout, I'm thinking Christina Rickard because word up in Knoxville. <laughs> So Christina Ricker is uh, the pick for Mark Laws. That makes it two to one uh, it, for Haley Turner uh, on the picks panel, and that brings us to yet another female pro fight. And man, I keep saying these are going to be good, but like this one's going to be really good, I think. And it is uh, it's a lightweight uh, female uh, pro fight, 155 pounds. It'll be the pro debut of Jen Morgan out of Team Wildside in Clarksville. Uh, Tennessee, formerly SSF. She's done some training in the past with uh, Sitha Law and Chris Beasley, so she's been around. She hasn't done MMA yet. She's only done Thai. So this will be her both her MMA debut as well as her professional debut. She's taken on Olivia Parker, who was 5-0 and as an amateur KMAA. Uh, she is tough, and she's she's been in there. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard to, you know, she's worked her way down in weight. You know, she's fought up as high as, I want to say, like 185 or 190 or maybe even higher than that. So she's really, like, worked hard on, uh, you know, getting her way down. And so she, 155, I think, will be the lowest she's fought. Uh, I want to say Morgan was capable of making 45. So I don't know if we might see a noticeable size difference here or not. I think both ladies are going to be ready for this fight. I'm really excited for it because I think it's going to be an absolute war. <laughs> let's start off with uh, let's start off with Greg Hopkins. Uh, Olivia Park, absolute monster. I've seen her fight plenty of times, and Jen Morgan makes her not only her uh, pro debut but her MMA debut as well. That's a huge transition going from one martial art to mixed martial arts, and I think it's going to be overwhelming for her in this uh, in this here battle. Uh, not a lot of people who are able to make that transition just right to it and do well just out out the rip. Some do, some don't. Most don't. I gotta go with Olivia Parker on this one. Olivia Parker is the play for Jeff Hopkins. Let's go to Mark Laws. We were fighting on a gym floor. I might lean towards Morgan, but man, Olivia is going to grab all of her. And in case you haven't ever seen Olivia Parker fight, she's got probably the best hip dexterity of any fighter I've ever seen. I mean, she can get out of moves that just unbelievable hits. I'm going to Olivia Parker, absolutely. All right, so uh, so that makes it uh, two to nothing there in favor of Olivia Parker. Uh, Jeff Hobbs, your thoughts? Um, whew, we've kind of talked about this one just when the card was coming together. Um, again, I'm, I'm torn on this one. One, because, you know, you're not human if you don't love the Olivia Parker story. Um, the and she, She's a teacher, too, isn't she? Yes, she sure is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, her, her whole story altogether. Uh, is a great one. You're not human if it doesn't uh, 
you know, hit you. Um, yeah. I, the thing with Jen Morgan, I, I know her just from the local scene down here, and um, and her striking is, I think, is going to be the difference. Um, if she can keep it standing, I would, I would, without a doubt, want to say Jen Morgan, just because I know the gems that she's come from. More so, I, I know her when she's been with uh, Chris Beasley at, uh, you know, here in Nashville with his Muay Thai school, um, you know, training with Amari, Amari Boyd and, and DJ Miller and, and all those guys. And, I mean, slinging leather in them with them. She's a tough girl. She kind of reminds me of the Cat Zagano type fighter where she's just, she's definitely going to be the one in the fight with the mean streak. Uh, and I don't know. But I, 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 but if Olivia gets her to the ground, uh, I think the size difference, like Mark said, just uh, her her strong hips uh it's going to be hard to get her off of you if she gets uh in a top position or a dominant position oh shit are we doing this for money is there any like prize or anything or is this just for bragging rights uh it's just for bragging rights at this point <laughs> oh shit all right um unless somebody wants to sponsor a prize out there hey i need to get there was a <laughs> Yeah, if there was a, if, if we were doing this for a prize or money, I, I would feel good taking Jen Morgan because I think that could be a sleeper steal pick. Um, but I say Olivia's probably going to get her to the ground, and that, that may be the difference. I, I'm going with the other guys. I, I'm going to get Olivia on this one. All right, it's a clean sweep, and I think everyone agrees this one uh, is definitely going to be one uh, to watch. Uh, I think uh, this is, both of these ladies are going to really, really bring uh, some aggression here. And uh, that kind of kicks off the, our our quote unquote main card here at the the, the, the tail end of the the, the bout order. Uh, we've got bantamweights, and this one is uh, kind of an interesting one. It's two guys, two Nashville based fighters essentially, going at it in Knoxville. It's going to be the pro debut of Tyler Nyquil Edwards. Uh, he is coming out of Guardian uh, MMA in Lebanon. Uh, he's making his pro debut, former uh, Valor Knockout of the Year uh, winner a couple years back. As uh, He had a real big knockout in uh, Cookville. And he's taking on Chris Ocon. Man, Chris Ocon is one of the top prospects in the country, in my opinion. 2-0 uh, as a pro. Uh, very decorated amateur career. Just good everywhere uh, out of national MMA. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, start with Jeff Hobbs. Uh I, again, this is one where we talked about it as the card was coming together. This one surprises the shit out of me, y'all. Um, and, and again, I, I don't know Tyler Edwards from, from Jack, you know, but um, I didn't expect this to be a fight that he took, you know, coming in as a, as a pro debut. It's a um, debut. It's, it's, a, it's ballsy, and I'm kind of impressed. Yeah. Uh, because, again, uh, it's not the type of fight that I expected him to take. Uh, and that's no disrespect. I just thought maybe kind of like when you start your amateur career, he's going to look for, you know, some safer fights to get started, uh, build a little bit of a record and maybe, you know, a bigger name for himself, a a bigger audience or fan base, uh, maybe get a little more known across the state before having this type of fight. So, um, so I, am going to go Chris Ocon just because, um, I think the two and zero experience we've seen the fights he's in. He's he's crisp as hell. Now Tyler's got knockout power. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's not let's not get it twisted. Um, but damn, I've seen him getting. Uh, he has one of the most brutal. He received on the receiving end of a knockout once too, um, as an amateur that I'll never forget. Um, I'm going Ocon. I think he's just going to be the bigger, rangier, uh, crisper fighter. 
uh, on Saturday night. So I'm going to Ocon, but, but definitely props to Tyler Edwards for jumping in here and taking this fighter, asking for this fight pretty much. Cause I mean, it didn't take a lot of negotiation and no. you know, I'm not, I don't know all the, all the details are going to give away all the details. <laughs> but these guys gave up a lot, um, financially, um, to travel across the state and fight each other than right. to probably ask for more money and, and get some ticket sales and field butts and seats and, and wait and do it here in Nashville. So props to them. They both want this fight and they want to do it and they gave up a lot to make it happen. So I, this one's going to be exciting. Couldn't have said it better myself. Mark Laws. Well, as we, us three know at least, Christian uh, Uncon is not the easiest guy to get opponents for. Well, you may sign him up, but ain't nobody seeing that shit first. Tyler Edwards on the other end, I know him very well, and that guy is scared of shit, bro. He he he's coming to bang. He's got great wrestling. He can knock you out with with one punch, no question. But you know, talking Chris O'Connor, I think Chris O'Connor's probably a little. I would have liked to have seen Tyler take a little bit easier fight than this, but I think Christian O'Connor keeps the range, keeps the distance, and. Um, and outpaces them a little bit. I'm not sure Tyler's been as active as what I would have liked to have seen him, but then again, neither is Christian Ogon. We've had him, we've had many, 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 many fights pull out of the Christian Ogon. So two to nothing there. Uh, Greg, you going to break the trend? Nope. <laughs> I'm going to go with Chris. I'm going to go with Chris Ocon, too. Again, that, that transition from amateur to pro is a big deal, and you're fighting this kind of this prospect coming up, just 2-0 and as a pro, but um, you've had that many guys back out. That's an exciting fight, too, though. I mean, yeah, you said that for every fight. I've just about said that for every single fight just about now, too. Uh, <laughs> That's a good sign. Yeah, but, yeah I know. Tyler and I, I – can't. I mean, is it, he's got that head movement going on, and he comes to bang like, like Mark says he does. We can – no, I'm going to go with Chris Oakland, too. I'm going to – <laughs> I'm going to go with the guy. All right. It's a clean sweep for Chris Ocon. Again, don't blink. You know, Edwards has got very good power. This fight uh, that is definitely going to be one to, to see. Uh, and uh, that brings us to our feature bout. We're getting to the nitty-gritty now. Heavyweights, big, sexy Billy Swanson coming off of a big, uh, big pro debut in the main event. The last show, he beats John Hall, uh, gets that uh, pro debut win. He's 1-0. He's taking on the more experienced Kentucky and Harry Hunsucker, the Hurricane. Hunsucker 3-2. and two. Uh, the, uh, He's out of uh, elite martial arts where he's the, the head trainer in uh, Berea, Kentucky, but then he also trains with Michael Seals, who I think is kind of a, a through four seasons. And, you know, there's a storied history and past with Billy Swanson versus Kentucky. And this is just another chapter, you know. Uh, he's a tough one, man. Very tough, very good grappler. Uh, and, and, again, I think he's going to be very skilled. And uh, he's coming He's coming down here to get a win. Uh, let's start off with uh, Let's start off with Mark. Man, it has to start out with me, huh? <laughs> um, I know. I, 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 of course, I would go with Big Sexy just on paper, just the way he's training and say that I see him putting in the work in the gym and, and, and doing all that. However, what you don't see is what Harry Hunter is doing every day, too, as well. And uh, I just like the level of competition he's facing up there in Kentucky. He's probably not the level of wrestling that, that Big Sexy is going to be able to implement. Even with decent grapplers, Big Sexy seems to be able to just position them over and over again. So it's a tough fight for him, man, and props to him for taking that kind of fight. But I'm going Big Sexy. Mark Laws goes a big, sexy Billy Swanson. Yeah, Greg Hopkins. 
both guys, heavy hitters, both guys, big guys, both guys wrestled. I trained with Billy Swanson, and out of every guy I've ever trained with in my life, I've never been kicked in the head by somebody as flexible as Billy Swanson is. And you look at take Yeah, I take that back now. I'm sorry, Billy. Uh, I was going to say that he, he back when he did it, he was pretty big guy, pretty heavy guy, but he is like, he has lost a whole lot of weight, and he he's come into every like he looks. He's toned up, and he's a, I can't really say he's a big big old big old jelly roll now because he, he used to be a big, and now he's now he's like all he looks like an athlete now. He's not not a chub anymore. And but back when he I wasn't expecting, and he knocked the shit out of me, kicked me right <laughs> in my nose. I, I didn't see it, didn't even see it coming. Billy just kicked the hell out of me, and I loved it ever since then. I won't go against him. Uh, I'm I'm excited for that one. I'm 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 gonna be screaming for Billy there. Billy Swanson's a pick, also for Greg Hopkins. Jeff Hobbs, wrap us up here on this one. Yes, sir. Um, I can't say much more than those two guys. I mean, Billy's uh Billy's kind of in his own right now. You know, when Billy says he's ready to fight, um, he, he, you know what I'm saying? Billy's got that mindset where you can't convince him that there's a way that he's going to lose a fight. When he says he's going to fight and he's ready to fight, uh, he, he'll convince me every time that, you know, he can take out anybody. Um, I, I am impressed with his, um, he's got a two pack now, uh, yep. working on the six. He's got two, he's got a two pack. Um, but he's been—he's he's really been training hard, working hard. His his body's changing. I mean, I wouldn't doubt if one day, um, well, shit, never mind. I'm not gonna say 205. There's no way. Um, I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> but he could—he could be—he could definitely be a fast, smaller heavyweight um, at some point. So I'm going Billy Swanson. He's got a lot of people I know coming up from Saudi. Uh, I even know for a fact he's got uh, old friends coming up and making the drive from Nashville. He's not gonna he's not gonna disappoint them. So I'm going Billy Swanson. Clean sweep for a big sexy Billy Swanson to go two and zero. Oh. But uh, Harry Hunsucker has got other ideas. I'm excited for this one. I'm excited for this co-main event too, man. We've got welterweight action. The Asian persuasion, Jason King. He's coming in off a win over Nick Jewell in his last bout in November. Uh, he is 6-4 and four as a professional. He'll be taking on 3-3 three and three Jason Wolf, another guy we're very familiar with. Has fought a couple times with us as a professional. Has fought uh, several times as an amateur. Uh, he's a vet, man. He's been around for years. Uh, a big, strong, grinding uh, man. And, uh, you know, Jason King's going to have to keep uh, that distance, I think. But at the same time, Jason has been, really been working on his wrestling. He has been... Uh, anxious to show off his improvements in the areas where you know he has been perceived to be lacking. So I'm excited, man. This is one of those fights where uh, you know we interviewed Jason a few weeks ago, and uh, you know he even said, you know, this is the kind of guy that in the past has given me trouble. You know, these big kind of grinding, strong uh, wrestler types, if you will, uh, has, have given him trouble in the past. Your your Brandon Bell's, your uh, Wesley Goldens, uh, th- those types. So uh, he's excited to get in here against that type of fighter. Jason Wolf's hot. You know, he's coming in off a couple wins. Uh, his record uh, started off, I, I want to say he was like one and three, but I think he's three and three now. So, uh, man, this is a real good one. Let's start off with Jeff Hobbs. Uh, another one of those fights that I really wish Charlie had been able to uh, stick around for and hear his uh, take on it. Um, one being, uh, correct me, if, I mean, he's, he's been in with Wolf. Um, yes. And, uh, and I know 
that uh, Jason King is, is a name he's also tossed around as possibly a, a future opponent and, and going up to 170 just to, uh, you know, test himself against uh, an established welterweight uh, with a uh, with a lot of experience. So, um just going back to just these two guys though, and taking that out of the equation, um, I think I think Jason's going to use his reach. Um, I think he's going to, uh, yeah. I think he's just going to take his. He's going to use his reach, stay away from him, pop the jab. Uh, he's going to use a lot of kicks, and uh, I don't see a knockout by King. Uh, but I think he may. Uh, I'm looking maybe like a flash knockdown, and then uh, a, a submission. I'm going King. Jason King is the pick from Jeff Hobbs. Greg Hopkins. Uh, yeah, Jason Wolf is with, from Kennesaw, uh, a striker fight center. Okay. Okay, I remember watching Jason Wolf. Uh, I believe that, uh, hell, before I thought about this fight, uh, I was sitting there thinking that Jason King's kryptonite is the uh, the bigger star guys, and I don't want to say big, say that he struggles against the the wrestler type, the short stocky guys that are explosive, which a lot of people do. But the thing is, is a lot of people don't understand that those short stocky wrestler opponents struggle against long guys. And Jason King is one of the longest, lankiest ones I've ever seen, and he's quick, and he has too much arsenal, and I don't think he loses this fight. At I don't think I just that the only the only the only vantage point I can see for Jason Wolf is just that the wrestler body type and the uh, the explosiveness. But other than that, if he can't get it on quick enough, Jason King's gonna is gonna just just pick and poke and tear him apart. Two to nothing for Jason King. Mark Laws. Sure. The experience is probably gonna make the difference. I think. I think King's. Um, record just almost doubling is is going to speak volumes. I think Jason's been in there with a little bit tougher opponents. Um, and Wolf's tough though, man. It's hard for me to ever bet against the guy. Really, and I love I love all people out there. I can't stop fighting. Those are my favorite people in the game. But so was KMA. So one Jason King. All right, that's three nothing clean sweep for Jason King. I think this will be a very good fight, a very uh, good opportunity for both guys to kind of emerge and get and get a, a big win. That brings us to the main event, and uh, I believe this is the first ever time we've done a pro female main event. Uh, I know we've had some amateur female main events, but we've got a, a two a two really really good prospects here. We got the Black Widow Jessica Borga coming all the way up from Florida, and she is going to be taking on the Shanimal. Shanna Young, uh, fresh off her Invicta debut, uh, where she took her first loss. She is four and one now, I believe, and uh, she was very competitive in that fight. I thought uh, she had an argument to win that fight actually, but uh, it was very close decision. And uh, I know that she's hungry to get back in there and uh, get that taste out of her mouth. Borg, on the other hand, uh, you know, I believe he's coming off a win. And uh, and she did, uh, I, I did confirm uh, that it was Haley Turner's one loss. Uh, we talked about Haley Turner earlier, and um, I believe someone asked who her loss was to, and it was to Jessica Borga. So uh, Borga is, uh, she's coming in here to, to, to kind of steal the thunder, if you will, of Shanna Young, who is, uh, you know, kind of the hyped prospect. I'm really pumped for this. Both these ladies are very talented. Uh, let's start off with Greg. I've been waiting to or, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, 
that. I'm, I worked in a fight, a San Young fight for a while. Was it last time we were in Knoxville? She uh, she had a fight that was that was that not her that just uh, the other the other girl just left. Yeah, like she was at the hotel, and like I remember my girlfriend looking out the window, and she goes, "Hey, that girl that's fighting." <laughs> you believe it? Just left. Just left. <laughs> Something to eat, yeah. and she goes. Oh, that bitch is gone. And I should like, okay. <laughs> showed up, and I was like, okay. But yeah, I've been wa- waiting to watch Shannon Young fight for a while now. I didn't get to see her and Vic the debut either, so um, I want to go with Shannon Young. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of her right now. I just, I'm, I'm waiting to see because if you got a girl running like that, it's going to be and no disrespect here, but I mean, you shouldn't have took off like that. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that's who I got, Shannon. Greg Hawkins goes to Shady Young. Uh, Jeff Hobbs. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, man, I think right now Shanna's got a little bit of a chip on her shoulder um, because she truly feels, and I think a lot of people around her feel, uh, she's kind of in that upper echelon of unsigned, yeah. if you will, uh, female fighters. And, you know, yes, yeah, she took that uh, that L on, on, you know, the big show, if you will. Um, but I think she she truly still believes that that's where she should be. If not, you know, UFC right now. Uh, kind of surprising, even at uh, before that loss, that uh, she wasn't or hasn't been called for a short notice uh, fill-in at this point. So I think she's mad. I think she's mean. And if you've ever seen uh, Shanna's mean face, uh, it's scary Ooh. as shit. Yeah. And uh, I don't think uh, I don't think she's gonna lose. I think uh, she's going to uh, prove a point. I can't lie and say I know a lot about Borga. I haven't done a lot of research on her. Um, you know, hopefully she she surprises me and, and puts on a hell of a show that's worthy of the main event. Um, hell, the females usually do. They usually come, man. They uh, they come strong. So I'm excited for the fight. I think Shanna right now is just her time, uh, and she's going to prove a point. So I'm going Shanna. All right, that is two for Shannon Young. Mark, uh, Laws, to wrap it up. Oh, yeah, Shannon's mean face is basically one of my training partners. She's actually put me to sleep more times than anesthesiology. Uh, <laughs> she's strong as shit, man. Uh, I, I, I don't know much about Borgia either, but the Shannon is, is, it has a different level of nasty to her. She wants to, and I, I argue the same that she won that last fight. I mean, I, I know the argument, argument could go either way, but. Uh, she's tough as nails. I'm uh, always going to be a shameful fan. Three nothing, but again, uh, a big opportunity for Jessica Borey to come in here and, and steal that shine. Uh, a great opportunity for Shannon Young to move to five and one, a record that would surely uh, garner uh, some potential shots from the big league. So, really excited for that main event. Uh, before we wrap up Valor Talk, I'm going to get everybody's pick for fight of the night. I'm going to even let Justin Watson weigh in on this one because he doesn't have to pick a side either way. But uh, let's let's get everybody's pick for fight of the night, which, or which you know which fight do you think is really going to deliver? Which is going to be the fight that is going to have the the Coliseum crowd just out of their freaking minds. Uh, let's start with Mark. Okay, Nick Martino, Demir Farapagovich, and I bet I'm busy as a motherfucker. <laughs> Mark Laws with the one pro tie fight as his selection. Uh, Greg. I got to go with the Hurricane, Harry Hunsucker, and Big Sexy Billy Swanson. I think that could be really good too, man. I can't disagree with either one of those. Uh, Jeff. So 
I, you know, I think uh, I think Ocon and Edwards has the potential to be it. I think it could be it, um, but it's not going to get the love from the fans, uh, maybe because they just don't know these two names. Right. Uh, so it might be hard for the fans to, uh, you know, tip that decibel level over and really make that feel like the fight of the night. I think that's got a good shot, but I'm gonna have to go with Mark on the Martino and uh, and uh, Dahmer fight. I think that one's just gonna be fireworks, and I think both guys are probably just gonna go ahead and plant their feet and just uh, swing, cut each other until the first one falls. Um, but but I, I got to give a good close runner up to Edwards and Ocon. I like it. I like it. Justin Watson, what do you think is gonna be uh, the one that steals the show? Man, it's gonna be tough to beat that Muay Thai fight, but. Uh... I'm looking for the for a couple of the amateurs to come out and really make a statement. I think uh, Sturgeon and D'Angelo is going to end up being your fight of the night. That could be that could be a war. I love it. I love it. That wraps up Valor talk. Uh, Valor 54 goes down this Saturday night. Knoxville Civic Coliseum uh, doors open at five o'clock. We'll get started at six. You can catch it live on pay per view, uh, and, you, and that's going to be uh, on the VFC MMA website. So uh, you can listen to uh, our own Greg Hopkins on commentary that night, uh, calling the fights from Cage side. Uh, really looking forward to it. Uh, you can get tickets at Ticketmaster. Uh, we still got tickets available. There, uh, it is a huge arena, and uh, you can get at Ticketmaster.com, or you can get them uh, at the door at the day of the show. Uh, and that's going to bring us... What's that? You know what you can't do, though? What can't you do? You can't record in the venue, people. Hey, that's right. that's don't right. get the pay-per-view. There's no recording in the venue. Don't let me catch you. Yeah, we'll be looking for that shit. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, no talk. doubt, no doubt. Uh, no, no recording, no streaming, no unauthorized use of video devices uh, in this uh, event. So, uh, but we're going to uh, wrap it up with some uh, UFC talk, guys. We've got uh, the first UFC event that is on ESPN coming up uh, this uh, this Saturday, the same night as the Valor Show. So I'm going to have to catch it after the fact. Most of us, I guess all of us, are going to have to catch it after the fact. But uh, it looks like it's going to be an interesting one. And I am very uh, – my my curiosity is piqued uh, as to whether or not this card will uh, will get the subscriptions up for ESPN Plus like they're hoping because, you know, this is, a, this is like one of those add-on services. You've really got to kind of – be pretty pretty hardcore from what I've found to to really take the the leap and subscribe to a new service, kind of like Fight Pass was. They are they, did Fight did Fight Pass have enough hardcore subscribers, uh, you know, to to appease a company like ESPN, you know? So I'm really uh, interested uh, to see if uh, the ESPN Plus is a success here. You know, I. I don't know. Uh, before we get into it, uh, Jeff, I like your take on this. You think uh, you think that this is a good move, putting things on uh, the the digital uh, digital side only. I'm just now figuring it out, guys, because I'm telling you, I was conf- I was really confused. I was one of the ones that was confused at first. Like I didn't understand uh, what that little plus sign was when they kept you know first uh, announcing these cards. I'm like, what what the hell is this? It took yeah. me a while to realize that was even a, a paid service or an app. So it's like, okay, let me get this straight then. On the mothership ESPN or ESPN1, we're going to get the undercard. But to watch the main card, the bread and butter, the show, you can only watch it on a paid app. You know, kind of, I don't know. It's it's really weird, you know, to me. I I, almost see it being the opposite. Hey, you know, get this app, pay this small little subscription fee or whatever it is. 
to watch the undercard, just like Fight Pass. Um, but the main show, hey, we're on the mothership. We're on the ESPN. We're on the big station. Uh, so I, I don't know. It's kind of got me confused. If it wasn't for Dillashaw and Cejudo, uh, you know, probably wouldn't get the app. But I'm going to do it because I'm a mark. Right. Uh, and I love I love fights. I'm not the mark. I'm a mark. <laughs> um, I love fights, and uh, I'm going to watch it. But I, I don't know about this app, man. I I just would have rather seen it kind of be like Fox, you know. The big shows are on the big Fox. The little shows are on Fox Sports 1. Uh, kind of do the same thing. Put it on Fo- or ESPN 2 or, hell, what's uh, ESPN Ocho, uh, yeah, Deportes. Yeah. I don't care. Put, this, put, put the small put shows it. on those and then. Because I mean, and, and it isn't like this is a card that is like, you know, um, some, something that would be comparable to a fight pass only card, I guess, you know, if, there, if, if this is a card that like where the headliner was just not anything that really moved the needle, like a, uh, like the Magni versus uh, Ponzinibbio, something like that. Then maybe I could be like, okay, yeah, I mean, that's an ESPN Plus card. But if you got Cejudo and Dillashaw, that's a pretty marquee fight uh, to put over on ESPN Plus. And I guess I get their play. You know, it's a, it's an opportunity to really come out gunning with a, a big show and, and get those subscribers up. I'm just curious if they do, you know, because I – I honestly, I don't know if I'll sign up for ESPN Plus. I'll find that shit. Uh, you know what I mean? If it's if it's just streaming, I'm gonna find that shit. Uh, Mark, what do you think about? Yeah, 2020 responds to the fucking air. This is this is 2019. I mean, there's ways to pick that data out. You know, it's the it's the, the days of the days of pay per view are 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 going to be behind us. It, Essentially, if you have the right antenna, you can pick up that certain frequency that delivers those that combination of ones and zeros that are showing you that fight. So it ain't hard as much as well, fight, and it's coming. I mean, it's an app, right, guys? It's an app. So that means yeah. your bars, people, I mean, they can't just have a rate. They're going to have to have a smart TV, you know? Right. Um, they can't just have a regular cable coaxial coming in or, or satellite. Uh, you're going to have to have a smart TV that Internet access, uh, if you want the whole bar to watch the fight or to bring those people in. So I don't know how that's going to work. Shit. I don't know. It's going to be a good card, though. Yeah, it is. It's solid. Well, it's solid. Uh, how much was a spot pass a month? Uh, not, is it nine ninety nine or is I mean, is it more than that? Jeff, do you know? It just depending on how many emails. It, depend, it was. I never paid for it. You know, it's like a uh, right. WWE network. I just keep uh, opening up uh, email addresses and. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Justin, do you know what they charge? I'm pretty well, sure that Fight Pass is nine ninety nine. Yeah, nine ninety nine. I think that this is like four ninety nine or five ninety nine. Yeah, it's yeah. like five bucks. Here's the thing: y'all are talking about streaming. If you can go to certain websites, I mean, the thing is, is in the United. I feel like we're doing a lot of promotion for a lot of other shit, but uh, <laughs> um, that's too. But um, I mean, you could find it online anywhere here. Uh, ESPN Plus, I mean, other countries don't have to pay a little bit for, for pay-per-view and stuff like that or extra apps and stuff. So people just put it on the Internet, and it's not illegal. It's illegal if you sell it, you know, but, I mean, if you're just watching it. But whatever. Uh, ESPN Plus, it's worth the extra 5 bucks a month to add on to your, to your cable. I mean, $5, you're getting, I think, a few more channels. One thing that's going to piss me off is UFC is the Super Bowl, is like the Super Bowl of MMA. Like it is the the prime time UFC is the prime is where you want to be at. I think it should have been on ESPN a long time ago. 
Uh, the only thing is, is I'm going to be pissed off is when they do start airing UFC fights only on ESPN and they want to go and trump it with uh, women's NBA, WNBA. Like when they, they want to put right. a game on that's not that important for a fight. That's going to piss me off when they, you know, just, you know, they, you know, roll over. Like we're watching, say we're watching uh, whoever. Uh, goes in overtime, like, fuck it. They can't catch the UFC. <laughs> Yeah, well, oh, sorry, we got to watch the uh, Milwaukee bitch. I don't know who we're watching, but we're watching him. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. But, but I mean, he, he has a valid point. Yeah. You know, if you got Duke versus North Carolina that goes into double overtime, uh, and I want to watch the UFC, the ESPN is going to stick with Duke and North Carolina. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Every time. <laughs> So I think that the ESPN Plus is where they're trying to configure in and make that a uh, make that you know transition where you can watch it only on ESPN Plus so you don't miss out on that. But again, what if another thing comes on ESPN, ESPN Plus? We don't, but we're kind of ignorant of it. We don't really don't know how many channels come with ESPN Plus, do we? Or uh, ESPN Plus? They show a lot of like kind of fringy basketball games. Still, you know, like think the games that aren't quite. On the level of being national broadcast games, you can find, you can find the, the degenerates. Yeah, the degenerates like us. Uh, you know, we we can find some things on there. To they probably have some like collegiate wrestling. You know, it's just the yeah. it's the things that are just not quite as mainstream. Badminton. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right, let's dive into this card, guys. We're not going to go fight by fight because we've been on here all night long. I'm just going to take it by sections. And it looks like this, uh, the preliminary, okay, so so people are going to have to switch back and forth. So the, the, the early prelims that would normally be on Fight Pass are on ESPN+. So it is on the website for the first three fights. And then it switches over to ESPN for what would be your Fox Sports 1 type prelims. And then it goes back to ESPN+. For it's the like that, we'll make, so uh, so the preliminary card starts at six thirty. We'll be rocking and rolling at the uh, Coliseum by that time. Uh, we got three fights here. We've got uh, Chance Rencounter uh, taking on Kyle Stewart. Uh, Rencounter uh, is the underdog. I believe Kyle Stewart's a last minute replacement. He's minus one sixty five. Rencounter plus one forty five. Jeff Neal minus one seventy uh, against Bilal Muhammad at plus one fifty. And then uh, Tay Edwards minus one twenty five over Dennis Bermudez. Plus one oh five. Uh, we'll start with you, Justin. Any thoughts or uh, or betting advice plays, if you will, on these uh, these early prelims? Um, I think there might be a little little value on below Muhammad. That's going to be a um, you know high level striking match. Probably Jeff Neal's got the range, um, but below Muhammad is is you know he's just one shot away from putting you to sleep. So um, I, I kind of I think is the over under two and a half on that mm-hmm. one. It is. Yeah, I would probably play the uh, the under on that, that one. Um, I'm also looking forward to the uh, Bermudez fight. T. Edwards and, and Bermudez. It's going to be a, it, it's a close fight. Yeah, Bermudez is kind of on the. He's it's, it's like on that that downslide. It almost feels like and Tay Edwards is on the come up. You know, and I think I faded Tay Edwards last time out. And, um, I can't remember. I think I did, and it, it, it might have burnt me. Maybe I, I feel like I've gone the wrong way before. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so Bilal Muhammad uh, would be uh, your your uh, your underdog play there. Yeah, yeah. If I was going to play anything, I I would play uh, Bilal uh, as the underdog, or I would play the under on that same fight. Sure thing, sure thing. Greg Hopkins, any thoughts on these uh, on these first uh, these first prelims? 
So you guys are taking uh, uh, Bermudez, Dennis Bermudez in this one? Well, uh, Justin liked the under, or is that right? No, or no, you like, you know, you like Bermuda. Did you say the under, Justin? Uh, I would I wouldn't play on that fight. That, that's going to be a close fight. <laughs> yeah. The odds are too close for me to play on. Probably on the Bilal Muhammad fight is the one that I would take the under, or I would take uh, okay. Bilal. You, you all still there? Yeah. Yeah. I lost that for a second. Uh, so Kyle Stewart and Chance. Three country. Uh huh. Uh, what's the odds on there? I don't. I don't have. Kyle, Kyle Stewart's minus one sixty five. A chance ring counter coming back at plus one forty five. And I and I believe Kyle Stewart is a like a week of fight replacement. Yeah, I want chance. I want chance at ten units. Okay, big big play from Greg Hopkins. A chance ring counter. Uh, he's uh, underdog money plus one forty five. You can follow Greg. Uh, and he really thinks Chance Rencounter's guy. I know he can wrestle. He's like a big, tall, rangy guy. I know, and uh, he's—I've heard—I've been following him up. And I want to say like Leslie Sullivan fought him like way back when. Uh, Jeff Hobbs, any thoughts on these uh, on these early ones? Uh, not really. Uh, I'm interested in—I'm uh, interested in Tay uh, Tay Edwards. Um, I know he's—he's uh, he's out at AKA, right? I believe he is. I believe he is. I've been uh, been watching a lot of his uh, fight camp, uh, you know, just through social media. Uh, uh, Luis Pena has been out there with him a lot. Um, I, I see them posting up a lot. So I, I've kind of taken an interest in uh, Tay Edwards. So I'm definitely – that's the guy I'm looking for on this early prelim. That's the fight on the early prelims that I'm most excited about. And uh, I'm pulling for Tay Edwards. All right, I'm I'm excited. Uh, he's he's an exciting fighter to watch. So I I saw him on the uh, contender series as well. So he, he's definitely one to keep an eye on. Mark, any thoughts on these early fights? Anybody to keep an eye out for? Yeah, I'm, I echo Greg too. Bilal Muhammad. Um, unfortunately, I, I did wrap his hands once in tight, and he's a super nice guy, talented fighter. I think even uh, being the underdog, I think he gets it done. And Tay Edwards, man, Tay Edwards, is, he, he he might he might be something, man. <laughs> All right, that brings us to the ESPN portion of the card. They've got four bouts on the uh, the, the ESPN proper uh, outlet. Uh, we've got Corey Sandhagen, a big favorite, minus 500 over Mario Bautista, who comes back at plus 400. Hundred. Uh, I don't, I'm not familiar with Bautista at all. Uh, we've also Alonzo Minifield, who's another contender series alum. Uh, he's ta- he's uh, taking on Vinicius Morea, who is uh, uh, plus two forty. Uh, Minifield's minus two eighty, and that's another fight I'm just not real well versed on. Uh, we've got uh, Arion Lipsky at minus two twenty over Joanne Calderwood at plus one eighty. The, the the Scott Joanne Calderwood. We've seen her before. And then I guess your main fight, your main event on the prelims, the feature bout is uh, is pretty good. Alexander Hernandez minus two hundred over the Cowboy Donald Cerrone plus one seventy. Uh, any thoughts on these, Jeff? Uh. I've always been a big fan of Calderwood. I don't know. I like her a lot. I don't even know why I like her. I've just always liked her. Uh, kind of that quiet fighter. Um, you know, uh, very well skilled. I know she had some kind of, you know, maybe personal demons and troubles in the past. So I've always liked kind of watching that story and seeing people overcome, uh, you know, low spots in their life. And uh, so I've always liked Calderwood's story. So I'm always interested when she fights. 
you know, it's kind of weird seeing uh, Don Cerrone on on an undercard and not on the big card. Uh, so it's always kind of intriguing when when Donald finds himself uh, not the main card, I should say. Yeah. Um, and and you said he's what plus what? He's plus one seventy. He's the underdog. Yeah, I know. So that just kind of blows my mind there. Um, I, I like how Donald, though, I mean, he takes what he's given, and he knows where he's at in his career, uh, so he's not bitching and moaning about uh, being on the, the undercard or uh, the free card, if you will. Um, he just wants to fight, man, and that's always fun to watch. Um, what scares me, though, is Donald Cerrone, he, he's, he's a big fighter in big fights, but it's kind of these uh, fights that don't get a lot of media attention that go under the radar against these upstart guys that he's looked bad against in the past. So uh, I'm just interested in how that one's going to turn out, which Donald Cerrone shows up. And um, those are my two, uh, two that I'm watching on this undercard. Justin Watson, your thoughts? Uh, one, one I'm really looking forward to, like you said, is, is JoJo, uh, especially as an underdog. I'm going to definitely be playing that this weekend. Um, Cerrone, you know, here he is coming in as underdog again. He came out on top last time, but uh, Alexander Hernandez is legit. Um, this is going to be a tough fight for him. Um, I probably won't won't touch that one. Mark Laws. Well, man, Hernandez is a bad, bad motherfucker. Dude. It, it's hard to it's hard to pick against that guy. But um, man, I got to go with my I got to go with my boy Donald Cowboy Cerrone. And can I make that announcement right now? Uh, yeah, go for it, Mark. I am actually uh, this guy hired yesterday to work the Donald Cowboy Cerrone fight series coming up in Annandale, Virginia, January 26th. Come out, watch it. Best amateurs on the East Coast, West Coast, everybody. Even our boy Chase Bowell on there. He's the number. He's either number one or number two. It's either way, number one versus number two on the East Coast. We have bad, bad fight. So it's going to be awesome. Out in Virginia, January 26th. But I'm taking freaking Donald Cowboy Cerrone, bad motherfucker, and he can't be stopped. Hey, our friend Chase Boutwell's on that card. That's what I said. Yeah. I, I said our, our friend Chase Boutwell's on that card. <laughs> I know, that's what I just said. Oh, okay, yeah, exactly. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Greg Austin. Uh, oh, well, um, uh, I, I didn't know we was going by sections. I want to take uh, uh, Kay Edwards for 13 units on that last thing. Oh, another big play on Tay. Yeah, 13 units on Tay. And here I want to put 20 units on Senator Hernandez against Donald Cerrone. I'm sorry. I love Cerrone. How dare you, I know. I I want to go up there and watch watch the fights. I want to go over and watch Chase. That's going to be an exciting fight. But But you just better get Cerrone trying to fuck you up. You just put all that money against him. (laughs) What are you talking about? You're not invited now, motherfucker. No, no, I'm going to come, but here's the thing. This is why I, <laughs> I think uh, they, he's going back down to lightweight, okay? I don't know how many fights he lost at lightweight, and then he went up to the middle, or he went up to uh, welterweight, and then he started doing good, then he started losing again, and he's like, go back down to lightweight. Age is not just a number in this sport, and Donald Cerrone has been around a long time, and every time, I'm not saying he's washed up by any means. I will not say that, because I love Donald Cerrone, but against this caliber athlete in the 
at this point. Those are the most wins in UFC history. Most fights in UFC history. Uh huh. He's what now? She has the most fights in UFC history and most wins. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying he's washed up at it by any means or, or, or even bad. I'm not taking a chance at winning. I'm just saying that I don't think this is a good matchup for him. Cutting down the lightweight again right now. <laughs> somebody like I just don't think it's it. So I got to with twenty years. Greg Hawkins yeah. says bet the bet the trailer on <laughs> on Alexander Hernandez. So is he bet the trailer for real? Yeah, I'm betting the trailer. Bet the trailer. That brings <laughs> us to the uh, that brings us to the uh, the main card back on ESPN Plus. I'm gonna do the first. We're gonna break these into two little three fight sections. So uh, the first three fights on that card, we've got Carl Roberson taking on Glover Teixeira. Big step up for Carl Roberson, but Teixeira is a guy that's kind of on maybe on that on that decline maybe. But Teixeira is still the slight favorite. Teixeira is minus one twenty five. Roberson plus one hundred five. We've got female action. Paige Van Zandt is the favorite, minus 160 over Rachel Ostevich, plus 140. She's been in the news with some domestic violence issues, and there was a little bit of talk about Greg Hardy being on the card with her as well. We'll get into that. Uh, but meanwhile, that's a really good fight. Paige Van Zandt and Rachel Ostevich is really good. And then, of course, uh, Nashville's own Dustin Ortiz on this card. He's in a tough one, too. He's taking on Joseph Benavidez in a fight that I think will be a lot of fun. Benavidez, minus 220. Seth Ortiz coming back at plus 180. And to me, that feels like super value. Jeff Hobbs. Yeah, um, I don't really have any interest in the Teixeira fight at all. Um, uh, I could give her to the Glover Teixeira uh, at this point in his career. Uh, you know, the Van Zandt-Ostovich fight, you know, I understand they're trying to spread the love, I guess. I don't understand why that one's on the main card. I really don't. Uh, props to both of them, the professional fighters, but um, you know, I think everybody's the novelty of Paige Van Zant's kind of worn off. I mean, you see Reeboks already pulled their sponsorship over. I think she's just kind of pedestrian at this point, uh, not the superstar that everyone thought she was going to be. Um, like you said, the the media surrounding Ostovich and going through the domestic violence stuff right now uh, seems like it seems like it just wasn't that long ago. That, uh, that we were hearing about that. So you kind of, kind of, you know, where her head's at right now. I just wouldn't have put this one on. There's some other fights that I would have maybe uh, split up uh, in the spot right here. Um, but I'd like to see how Ostovich bounces back after, you know, what she's gone through. Uh, Ortiz and Benavidez, that's the fight, you know, that I really think that's going to, it's probably going to be the second best fight on this main card. Um, the first fight was really good. That was when Dustin was kind of still, uh, new in the UFC, uh, maybe just like his, uh, I don't know, maybe third or fourth fight in the UFC. And that was a really good fight, really close fight. I think Dustin's a, a much different fighter than he was then now, uh, much more seasoned. Uh, I think I feel like he's going to take it on this one. Of course, I'm rooting for him. He's a hometown boy, longtime friend. Um, love the kid to death. I think it's his time, and I think he'll take the rematch. All right, I'm looking forward to that one as well. I will be putting a little bit of funds down on Dustin Ortiz for sure. Mark Laws, your thoughts on uh, this trio to lead off this main card? Man, Ortiz is the look. I mean, Benavidez is one of my favorite fighters. He just he, he fought hard. He, he he's just a natural fighter, you know. And he, he throws to throws to win. And but man, Dustin Ortiz is born again hard. So it, his last couple of fights, I've been so impressed. And he's just 
he seems to be uh, he seems to be trending when Benavides could be on the downfall. Greg Hopkins, what do you think, man? I actually have a few plays here. Am I the only one wanting to play? Well, we well we're a little bit different this week, you know. With uh, we've got we've got Greg or uh, we've got Jeff and Mark on, so uh, like I haven't really been like taking like score like we normally do. So I was thinking next week we might we might kind of start back with that because we're just on a little shorter time this week. So I thought we'd just kind of give okay. overall advice and over in thoughts, if you will. Some of us have to work with it again. I don't know if y'all are following because my DraftKings is going to win like $20,000 this weekend or something. Oh, yeah, so, you're, feel free to give any DraftKings advice. If you got a DraftKings lineup to throw out there for the listeners, that's great. Oh, they should have been paying attention the whole time. That's all I'm saying. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't go over them again. I got them all written down right here, but I'm about to give you all a few of them right now. Uh, Let's do it. I, uh, I like Carl Robinson right here. Against uh, Glover Texier, like uh, Justin said, I could give or take uh, Texier's uh, career right now, and I think he's on the uh, on the way out. Uh, and last time I said that about somebody, they got they they won. Uh, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm Carl Robinson here. Uh, oh, Rachel, and y'all were talking about Paige Van Zant saying she wasn't going to be the star and everything, blah blah blah. And I I, I truly believe that, and she's kind of faded off the scene for a while. Um, Whereas Rachel's been in with her uh, domestic dispute for how long? How long has it been since that's even been done? She fought the karate hottie um, at, at the uh, Ovent St. Peru and uh, whatever fight. So when, um, and, damn. That long. In Vegas. No one's been lost. Uh, no, it's been probably about, what, three months? Three or four, yeah. yeah. It was, uh, it was uh, November. Yeah, I want to go with Rachel there too. And uh, are we? Are we just we've done those first three, right? I'm not. Yeah, say. more or less. We're just we're just giving we're just giving advice on on you know plays that you feel like you know you feel strongly about either way. Okay, I got you. Well, I'm going to leave the Benavidez Ortiz spot alone because that could be a haymaker either way. I think that uh, I don't know Benavidez backs up faster than anybody I've ever seen in my life, so that makes him a pretty good fighter, believe it or not. Uh, <laughs> with the heart of what coming after him over and over again. Like, oh, I'm excited for that one. That, that, but, uh, and, and I love Paige Van Zandt, but uh, I'm going to go against her. I'm going to put, uh, I'm going to put 11 units on, uh, Kay Robertson and, uh, seven units on Rachel Ostevich. Rachel Ostevich. I kind of like that play as well. I think, uh, I think that there's some value there. And I think it's a close fight, but I think at plus money, there is some value. Justin, any thoughts here? Yeah, man, <clears throat> I like uh, Benavidez. You know, they're, this fight's going to be, um, you know, they, they've dropped a lot of the flyweights already. Um, it's, it was kind of interesting that, that they put this fight on this card because of Cejudo and Dillashaw. It kind of makes you wonder what they're going to do after this. You know, we kind of thought that the flyweight was gone after this fight, but, you know, I, I don't know why they would they would book uh, Benavidez and Ortiz at flyweight on this fight unless they were, you know, looking to set something up or, um, maybe as a contingency in case TJ doesn't make weight. Um, but I also like Paige Van Zant, so I'll be uh, parlaying those two this weekend, uh, Joey B and, and Paige. Oh, very, very interesting there. A little bit of a different take from the rest of uh, the panelists here. Always good to get differing opinions. That brings us to our main three fights, the, 
the, the nitty-gritty, if you will. We've got Gregor Gillespie, a very big favorite, <clears throat> minus 550. Against Yancey Medeiros, plus 425. We've got uh, the ever-polarizing Greg Hardy making his UFC proper debut. He is minus 550, taking on North Carolina's Alan Crowder, uh, plus 425. And then, of course, the main event, Henry Cejudo, is uh, uh, taking on T.J. Dillashaw. It's a super fight right there, folks, and uh, it is for Cejudo's title. And uh, Dillashaw is uh, minus two ten, and uh, Cejudo he comes back at plus one seventy five. Uh, let's start with uh, let's start with Justin. Um, I guess we'll start with the main event. Just to get it out of the way. Um, I'm I'm really interested to see what happens. Uh, seeing T.J. drop down. I mean, when he gets to to one thirty five. I mean, he's he's skin and bones there. So you know, going another ten pounds, it'll be interesting to see if he if he's able to carry, you know, the cardio. That that's where I, where I think the biggest factor is going to be. You know, it's one of his biggest advantages normally, but um, you know, a big weight cut like that is is detrimental to the cardio. And Henry Cejudo is going to be able to go all day. Um, Cejudo looks sh- absolutely shredded. I don't think the weight's going to be an issue for him. Um, I hope that it's not for TJ. I'm looking forward to seeing this fight play out. You know, if Henry wins, what do you do? I mean, he goes up, obviously, and, and fights TJ for the Bantamweight belt. I don't know how you how you couldn't do that. Right. Um, but, you know, if, if he loses, do they shut down the division? I mean, it's it, it's going to be an interesting fight just to see, just to see what all plays out. Um, i got to fade Greg Hardy just because he's a faggot. Just because he's an asshole, you can switch that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and I think that uh, it would be worth throwing a little flyer on on uh, Madero's man. You know, he, he's liable to land something at any minute. Gregor Gillespie's a phenomenal wrestler. He's got great top control. He's gonna, you know, look to take the fight to the ground. But if he can't, you know, or or if Yancey catches him before that, he can definitely go to sleep. I mean, Yancey knows what he's doing on his feet and. uh you know, might might be worth throwing just a couple of dollars at just just to get the uh, the good underdog money on that. Yeah, plus four twenty five. I'm kind of in the same boat with you. I mean, it, it, stylistically, it is not a good matchup for uh, for Maderos, but plus four twenty five. Maderos is tough as shit, man. And you know, and he's a hitter. I'd have to take a small flyer on it for sure. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Jeff Hobbs. Um, and I don't know. I, I kind of see uh. Uh, I'm going the other way on this main event. Yeah, I, I just think Dillashaw's an animal. I think he's just at the top of his game. I think he's pound for pound one of the best fighters now. I say pound for pound, and he's going down 10 pounds. Um, I don't know. T.J. Dillashaw, to me, is, is one of those fighters where you cannot convince him that he can't beat anybody in any weight class. He's cocky as all get out. Um, but he truly believes. He truly believes. Uh, he's the better man, and and the fights against Garbrandt uh, were just so impressive to me. Um, Garbrandt's a heavy hitter, and, and um, he he sat in the pocket, uh, swung with a uh, with a guy with a good boxing background with a hard punch. Uh, it was really impressive. I, I'm a Dillashaw fan, uh, so I'm I'm leaning towards Dillashaw in the main event. Um, Hardy, yeah, whatever. Um, I, you know, to me, that's kind of a sideshow fight as well. Um, but Gregor Gillespie, I think, hands down, wins that fight. 
Uh, I'm with you. Maderos is fun to watch. He's going to catch Ryan Pride. He's tough as shit. Uh, Gillespie's just a, he's a beast. So I'm looking forward to that fight uh, and just seeing Gillespie. All right. And uh, we'll wrap it up with Greg Hopkins. Uh, your thoughts on these top three fights? Anything that uh, sticks out? Well, uh, I bet against Henry Cejudo in his last fight. And here's the and, and this is this is why I want to take Cejudo here. Uh, this is solely based on something. Okay, I was I wrestled in Georgia and I was a three timer and I wrestled with another guy out of uh, Cartersville and he was a uh, he should have been a four timer but he got first, second, third, and first again. He's a two timer, three time finalist. But he was he, he dude was a badass. One spade as a freshman should have should have won it as an eighth grader. This that and other thing. Dude was bad. And uh, and he told me, you know, after the fight, he uh, after that fight happened, I was talking to him about some bets that we had been making and everything. He goes, he goes, you bet against Henry Cejudo, and I was like, yeah, you know him. He goes, yeah, that wrestler, yeah, I know who he is. And I was like, <laughs> I just said, I just said, oh, okay. I was like, how do you know him? He goes, oh, oh, oh. He goes, you bet against him? I said, yeah. Well, he had already lost to him, you know, prior, you know, to the guy. And he goes, oh, I don't care. He goes, I wrestled Henry Cejudo. When I was in high school, and that guy fucked me up, man. He goes, and I wasn't no bitch. He goes, I beat a lot of people, and that dude just made me look like a bitch. All right, so I think I'm going to go with the wrestling background here. And I know T.J. Dillashaw's got a tremendous wrestling background, too. But in in the fact that he's losing all that weight, how much body fat does he have? How is this healthy for him to even do? And then go and step in a five-five-round fight. That's uh, that's a huge deal. Uh, I want to take Henry Cejudo here and – I want to take him for 15 units. Fairly large, uh, fairly large confidence there in Cejudo, man. Any uh, any thoughts on Gillespie, Medeiros, or Crowder and Hardy? And Greg, and, I, and my name is Greg. I'm going to take a Gregor and Greg uh, parlay right there. There you go. What I'm going to do. The big favorite. I'm do that. A little Greg action. A little Greg um, action. Let's see what we got here. Uh. If you if you were to if you were to talk about doing a parlay with Greg uh, Hardy and Gregor Gillespie, it'd come at minus two fifty. They're both minus five fifty, so together they'd be minus two fifty. I think they're both pretty pretty good, pretty pretty for sure wins here. I gotta I probably agree with you, man. I think Hard. I mean, I don't like Hardy a bit. Don't get me wrong, but man, he is an animal, and I think he's gonna overwhelm Crowder just with athleticism and size. And uh, yeah, and like you know, I like that Maderos by himself. I like those odds, but it, but but realistically speaking, I think the matchup just is very very favorable to Gillespie. Uh, that's actually a pretty good parlay. Minus two fifty doesn't sound that bad for what is most li- what is a, a very likely outcome. Well, what I got left on my on my a little hundred roll is forty six, and I'm going to parlay them forty six. Very oh, so that bet so truly bet in the trailer <laughs> on yeah. uh, on the Greg on the Greg Farley man. I appreciate you guys' time. That is going to do it for the ESPN uh, Plus debut of the UFC preview. Uh, thanks again to our our guests Jeff Hobbs and uh, Greg Hopkins and Mark Laws, Charlie Alexander earlier as well. Uh, you know we're excited for uh, this weekend, man. Make sure you join us this weekend for the Valor fights. We're going to be uh, the whole gang. We'll be in. Knoxville, the Civic Coliseum. You can make it. Come on out there. You can still get tickets at tickets 
tickets on uh, Ticketmaster, sorry, and uh, it's going to be a great card, great show. If you can't be there, you can catch the pay-per-view and listen to Greg Hopkins' uh, expertise on the mic, uh, calling the fights uh, on the VFCMMA.com uh, website. And uh, till that, until next week, man, we'll, we'll do a recap next week. We'll, 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 we'll relive everything that happens this weekend on both UFC and uh, Valor uh, when we return next week for episode 99. Till then, for my, host, uh, for my co-host, Justin Watson, I'm Tim Loy, signing out, Valor Hour. We'll see you all next week. For more information on upcoming events, visit ValorFights.com or find them at Valor Fights on both Facebook and Twitter. This has been the Valor Hour, powered by the law offices of Ogle, Elrod, and Beryl on Radio Influence. This is a Rush the Field quick fix on Radio Influence. When you look at the amount of players that have declared this year, how does it rank in recent years? Is this a heavy underclassman draft compared to previous seasons? Well, there's 96 that I've gotten the list thus far. Now, the paperwork on others may have been put in and haven't been processed based upon that uh, last year's number was 106. I would imagine it's going to be the same. Mm-hmm. It's just right now, and you can read the complete list on LandryFootball.com. I've got it up. But, you know, the officially right now we're at 96. I would say about the, the 96, 25 probably made good decisions. Um, last year, uh, uh, 35% of the players that declared weren't even drafted, not drafted at all. Um it makes you wonder about what they're doing. It makes you wonder about when they're making these decisions. I think a lot of them, Scott, make the decisions before spring. Uh, me, you know, meaning in the fall, they stop going to class. And, you know, they're not ruled ineligible until the football season's over. Uh-huh. And they, they don't enroll in school. So, I mean, they, they give themselves no options. So they're coming up because – they're not eligible to go back. Rush the Field with Scott Seidenberg and Chris Landry can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.